0: Welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges. Integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. Well, we do welcome you back to the second and final episode of this mini-series, Banishing Discouragement and Loving Teaching Again. And that is our goal for you. Last week, we talked about how to press into Christ and teach in His strength. And David Platt brought us so many incredible um insights from his pastor's heart. We, he talked about how to know that you're not alone, that he's with you and has called you to this. If we can really get a hold of these truths, it provides incredible resilience. It gives us the ability to keep going and to even have joy despite things being hard. And truly, that is so, so important. So if you missed that conversation, I would encourage you to go back and listen to last week's episode. But there is another side of the coin, and that is that even as we rest in Christ, that doesn't excuse us from thinking, from looking at the situation and also asking, are there things that I should be changing in how I act or what I'm doing that can help? Um, And that is what we're going to talk about Now, Um, God has given us the, um, we we talked about this back in our very first um, series on teaching challenges. We talked about how we are called to both trust God and to seek out wise solutions. And that's our topic today. And if you come away from this episode with one thing, I want it to be that you can and must and will seek out solutions. Because what happens is, often when we're frustrated or discouraged, we fall into the trap of thinking that there aren't any solutions. We feel stuck, and so we start to believe that we are stuck. We assume that it is what it is, that we can't do anything. But Often we can, often there are steps that we can take that might not solve the entire problem, but that can help and we should be seeking them out. So I'm really excited to talk about this and give you some practicals of if you're saying, okay, Linda, I I hear you, but I, I I don't I still don't really know what to do. We're gonna give you some practicals for how to seek out solutions. But first, I do want to invite you and tell you about something really brand new that we're doing here at Teach for the Heart. It's a brand new membership called Teach for the Heart Plus that's here to help you reduce the stress of teaching by implementing wise strategies and learning to trust our faithful God so you can joyfully teach and love the students that God has given you. I'm going to share more about the program at the end of the episode, but if you want to check it out, you can get all the details at teachfortheheart.com slash plus. That's teachfortheheart.com slash plus. All right, let's dive into how do we seek out solutions for things that are frustrating and discouraging us. Well, step one is to identify the biggest problem. It's important to get clarity on what is causing you the most frustration and discouragement. Because a lot of times when we are dealing with frustration and discouragement, there's a lot of things that are bothering us. And that can leave us feeling really frustrated and overwhelmed because there's so many things going on. But if we can get some clarity on what exactly the problems are and then ask ourselves, well, which of these is the biggest contributor? Now you have something specific to solve, and that's doable and empowering rather than paralyzing. So, this just involves a few minutes of thought. Maybe you want to just pause this episode right now and, and ask yourself why do I feel so frustrated and discouraged? And maybe do a brain dump of just everything that pops in your mind. There might be a lot of things that pop in your mind. Just jot them all down and then take a little bit of a step back and see what emerges. Um, You might find a pattern like, oh my goodness, these are all tied to this. Or you might have to ask yourself, okay, of all these things I wrote down, what's the biggest one? What's the one that I feel like if this changed, it would solve a lot of the other problems? Like a lot of times they're connected, right? Or one thing is creating um, a cascade of other issues. So try to get some clarity on what the biggest problems are and and pick one that you say, okay, I, I can't solve everything right now, but I can look for solutions for one problem. And so And so identify and pick one that you think is either the biggest um, or one that you think would really help if you could solve it. All right. So step one, identify the biggest problem, or if you feel like you can't decide which one's biggest, pick one to try to solve. Then number two, pray about it. This is really important because if you're like me, you want to jump right into brainstorming or Googling. But before we do that, we should stop and pray about the issue. We should talk to God about it and ask him to guide us to solutions. We can ask him to also clarify whether or not this is something that we should seek to change. Because there really is balance here. Seeking solutions requires... Some creativity and some tenacity. Meaning, like sometimes if if the solution were really clear and obvious, you would have already implemented it, right? Um, But sometimes it's tricky or sometimes maybe you think you know what the solution is, but it's hard to implement, right? It takes some tenacity to seek out solutions and then implement them. So in order to have that tenacity, we have to believe that solutions are possible. If we don't believe there is a solution, we're going to give up pretty quickly in seeking one, okay? So we have to believe that, yes, I can find a solution for this. But at the same time, we also as believers shouldn't ignore the possibility that God may have given this to us because God doesn't always take away our challenges. I mean, considers Paul's thorn in the flesh, right? So I don't have all the answers to this, but I think that we need to surrender to God and be open to the possibility that he might not give a solution or or might not give it to us right now. And we can trust him in that. And so we can seek out solutions while at the same time trusting God that if the solution doesn't emerge or if you reveal to me, you show me that, nope, this is how it is, I can trust you in that too. Because it is true that sometimes we should not push for change. Sometimes it's not our place, but sometimes it is, and then we should. And I I think, again, of the serenity prayer, God, give us the The serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And that's why prayer is so important and why I said do it now before you even start seeking solutions because prayer through prayer is how we will discern that. God will. Reveal to us if we are surrendering to Him, we're praying about it, and we are seeking to listen to His Spirit. Um, God will show us in time whether yes, take this action, make these changes, advocate for this, or no, this is not yours to solve, just trust me in it. God will show us that as we seek solutions and pray about it. All right, so step one, identify the biggest problem, step two, pray about it, step three. Brainstorm and seek solutions. There's a couple parts to this of where do we seek solutions? Well, there's there's so many places. Asking yourself good questions. I'm going to give you some questions to ask yourself. Talking to fellow teachers and admins. Or seeking training and resources to help. Let's talk about those one at a time. So first thing you can do is ask yourself good questions. Okay, here's one. What do I wish were different? It's a really clarifying question to actually ask yourself, what do I, what do I wish this looked like? <laughs> if it weren't like this, what do I actually want? Then once you clarify that, ask yourself, how can I get that result? How could I change things so that that? The question, how can I, is a really helpful question because a lot of times we don't ask that. We just assume we can't. But if we start asking, how could I? Or, or how could we? Or what would it take to? That opens up different things in our mind. When we ask our mind good questions, it produces different answers than if we just say, "Ah, eh, I can't do anything. Another question, and I got this from Angela Watson that I think is really great, is to ask, what would this look like if it were easy? Once again, that question when you ask your mind that question it presents some different answers so those are some good questions you can ask yourself just take some time considering second talk to fellow teachers or admins and ask for advice. See what they would do if they were in your situation. Or in some cases, they might be in your same situation if they're in your same school and ask, what do you do? How do you handle this same situation? Now, a couple things, and I got these from our team member Sarah, that are really helpful in this is as you ask others for advice, it can be really easy to just kind of let their advice just go in one ear and out the other and just think, just assume that's eh, not gonna work for me. It might work for you, but it's not for me. And you have to you have to be intentional about pushing back against that cynicism. And here's two things that can help you with that. First of all is to make a switch in your language. Whenever you're tempted to say, that wouldn't work for me, rather than saying that won't work for me, instead ask the question, how could that work for me? In other words, what they're suggesting might not work for you exactly the way that they suggested it, but there might be a nugget of truth or a nugget of an idea in there. And so asking yourself, well, how could that work for me? What adaptations might I make? What might that look like if I tried to do something similar? Once again, frees up your mind to at least consider their advice rather than just writing it off before you even give it a chance. Another thing that Sarah shared with me was having a limit of how many times you can say, yeah, but. You know what I mean when you're saying, when someone gives you advice and you say, well, okay, yeah, but what about this? It says limit yourself to just one per conversation. <laughs> so you can push back once, but after that, stop letting your mind interrupt the process with yeah, buts and just spend that energy considering the solution and if it could maybe work. I thought those were really great, and I had to share them with you. So the first way we can brainstorm and seek solutions is by asking yourself good questions. The second is by talking with fellow teachers or admins, either at your school, or by the way, if you're not part of our amazing Facebook group, you can join it at teachfortheheart.com slash Facebook. And then another way, number three, is by seeking out training or resources to help. Good old Google can sometimes be an amazing resource, but we want to give you much more help than that. And we have developed trainings here at Teach for the Heart that can help with some areas. So if you identify um, problems like classroom management, or time management, or balance, or students, student motivation, or you know, just I, I'm I, I'm having trouble staying positive. I'm having trouble trusting God. If you identify problems like that, we would love to help. And this is where I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Teach for the Heart Plus because we've designed it to be a place where you not only receive biblical encouragement and we're pointing you to Christ, but where you also connect with fellow teachers and find solutions to some of your biggest problems. We have programs inside there that you can choose which one you need to help with some of the biggest areas. The four I just mentioned, we have signature programs that are included for free as part of Teach for the Heart Plus membership, Um, classroom management, um, time time management, and work-life balance student motivation, and then staying positive and banishing discouragement. We have programs around them. We also have mentors that are available to answer your questions. You can submit questions to our inbox and we'll send you back a personalized answer um, as well as all kinds of other resources in the program. Uh, one of the things I'm really excited about in the program is we're going to be having a new stress reducing resource each month. Um, we're going to partner with other people to bring you resources that will help in us, you reduce stress in a specific area, either at school, um, or in your personal life. There are so many things included and I hope that you'll check it out. If you are saying, man, Linda, I, I know I have, I know I have challenges, but I, I, I'm struggling to come up with these solutions on my own. I really would like someone to walk me through it um, or a mentor to be able to ask questions too. Um, that is what Teach for the Heart Plus is for and we'd love to help. So you can get all the details about Teach for the Heart Plus at teachfortheheart.com slash plus. That's teachfortheheart.com slash plus. So let's review a quick our three steps. Number one, identify the biggest problem. Number two, pray about it. Number three, brainstorm and seek solutions. And then, of course, number four, implement the solutions, right? You actually have to make the change, try it out, and see if it helps. If not, um, continue to pray about it and continue to seek solutions. Now, one thing that I think is really important to share, I want to leave you with a piece of advice, and that is don't expect to necessarily always have the solution immediately, I know I always want a solution right away. But especially in areas that are you're unsure about, pray about it. Think about it. But allow space for God to work and direct you. Sometimes God gives you an answer immediately when you pray. But more often than not, it takes a, there's a little bit of time between when we pray about it then and when we get the solution. So keep praying, keep thinking and asking good questions and asking advice, but rest in him while you do this. It's not an either or. We can rest in Christ as we seek solutions. Believe that he will guide you and work in the situation, whether that's guiding you a solution, whether that's changing someone else's heart that's involved in in the problem or changing your heart. And helping you accept whatever's going on. Trust that he will work, that he's not going to leave you where you are right now. And then rest in that assurance as you continue to seek him and seek the solutions that he will bring to your mind or guide you to a training or program that will help you or to a, a teacher or an admin or a mentor that will give you the advice that you need. Trust that he is going to work, um, but that we need to rest in him and trust his timing and not be impatient. So bottom line, do seek solutions, but don't seek them on your own. Seek God as you seek solutions and rest in him each step of the way. Let's take a moment and pray about this together. Father, We are coming to you right now with so many different challenges on our mind, and we pray that you will work in each heart, intervene in each situation, and help us. Teacher, think about some of the things that are frustrating or discouraging you right now and ask God to guide you um, to solutions for them. God to help you rest in him as you seek out solutions thank God in faith that he is going to work and that he hasn't left you alone to figure this out on your own We thank you that you are always with us. We pray for wisdom. We pray for guidance. We pray that you will work in each of these situations. Guide us to solutions. Work in others' hearts as needed. And work in our hearts. And help us to trust and depend on you more. Give us wisdom to know what we should do and when we should step back. And we trust you that you will, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being here. If you want to continue the conversation, we have a discussion question. And of course, you can share any other thoughts you have either in our Facebook group at teachfortheheart.com slash Facebook, um, or in the blog post that goes with this series at teachfortheheart.com slash discouragement. And the discussion question this week is, what's frustrating you most right now? Did you determine it? And then do you believe that there are solutions or do you feel stuck? Um, so that's kind of an a, a opportunity for you to think about that and kind of be honest about what you're feeling, if you're feeling ready to seek solutions or if you're still feeling stuck. So we hope you'll join the discussion at teachfortheheart.com slash discouragement or in our Facebook group. And then we do invite you to check out Teach for the Heart Plus. We would absolutely love to work with you and help you reduce the stress of teaching by implementing wise strategies and learning to trust our faithful God so that you can joyfully teach and love the students that God has given you. You can get all the details about Teach for the Heart Plus at teachfortheheart.com slash plus. That's teachfortheheart.com slash P-L-U-S. Well, thank you so much for being here. This is the end of this mini-series. We're going to take a week or two off, and we will be back with a new series on classroom management, and so I can't wait to dive into that with you. In the meantime, teacher, remember, God is at work in you and through you, and he's using you to make a difference. Keep your eyes on him and teach for the heart.